for us as coaches with heart-centered businesses, we've, we've really, although it looks like we had sort of a constriction or contraction, I think that us being able to really live higher and lower and with resilience is really changing our coaching. Like we're going to be, a, I think, a bigger service to people because we've stepped off the cliff you know, human experience and said, okay, we want it all. We want it all. Welcome to episode 29 of the Coaching Life podcast, where we peel back the bull crap and brush away any photoshopping to give you an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. In today's episode, we're going to dive even deeper into real life as a coach, uh, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. For all of us, there are times in our lives when things take untwisted untwisted unexpected unexpected twists and turns there you go that's took an unexpected twist in it right there are times in our lives when things take an unexpected twist and turn maybe health challenges family situations arise or marriage relationship changes or breakdowns any number of what really are the normal and natural parts of a rich tapestry of life of course so um today we're moving on a little from the focus of building uh, a practice to exploring running an established coaching business during those times of adversity and to explore this with me is my very dear friend and colleague Kim Kaiser hello 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 Kim <laughs> hello Phil so happy to be back on the podcast oh it's great to have you here it's great to have you here so we're going to chat and share probably very personally as we do we're both very <laughs> open and tend to wear our hearts on our sleeves right so we're we're going to talk about you know perhaps we'll touch on our recent challenges and and you know how that looks at least like it's impacted our businesses um and indeed talk about what we've seen and and how we've moved through that how we've moved through those times um but let's start here let's start here so kim putting you on the spot what would you describe as a period of adversity i think simply a period of adversity is when life goes a direction that we don't particularly like. Like I think, I don't think one thing makes, makes a period of adversity, but I think when life goes against our expectations or against our preferences, that's when we say, Wow, I'm going through a period of adversity. That's that's what I would say. Mm, that's interesting. I, I don't, and I don't know that I would describe it exactly like that because I think there's an implication in there that um, it's the I don't know if it's the unexpected nature. It's kind of, that's what mm. grabbed out of me. If it's something that's unexpected, um, because there's some stuff perhaps that's happened. Um, well, you know, certainly I had stuff that happened that, that there was an unexpected nature to it, which perhaps we'll come to. But here I was excited. I want to try to use this, this question, right? Because I, I did a quick check really on Google just before we, before we got on our call, um, 
to thought, yeah, well, what does Google say about adversity? And, you know, it says a difficult or unpleasant situation. But I love the example that's listed immediately after that. It says resilience in the face of adversity. Oh, yes. There it is. Podcast episode done. Resilience. That's what we've seen. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like it's that, that really like to me, resilience in adversity it starts to flesh out that there's really no such thing inherently as an adverse situation, right? Like that, that it doesn't come packed into the situation, but it absolutely, our experience of it as humans really fluctuates, you know, that, uh, and, and can I give an example? Can I just dive right in? Absolutely. I'm ready to mind? dive right in as well. Come on, let's not be yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about our coaching coaching practices in times of adversity. And in 2016, I had a, a crazy year that from the outside, I think a lot of people would say, wow, that was a year of adversity for you, Kim. And what was packed into that year was um, I filed for and and got a divorce um, moved from a home that I, that I really loved, but was just not right for the phase of my life. So, so moved into a new place with my son in the midst of the move, found out I had breast cancer. So in that year I had a biopsy and two cancer surgeries, which I'm, uh, very healthy from. Um, and then at the end of that year, my son had a major hip surgery, which took um, about a six-month recovery. Uh, you know, he was in a wheelchair and, and needed my help a lot. And so it's funny. People say, like, oh, my gosh, what a, like, what a crazy year. That would be adversity. Now, here's the funny part about all that is I look back on that year as one of the best of my life and one of the most peaceful of my life to be, if I'm really honest about it, Okay. And people like kind of, I think people probably thought I was in denial, but the other thing that happened during that year is my business boomed, like it thrived. I was in the fifth year of my business at that point, and it really kind of kept this really forward momentum. So at the end of 2016, I thought, fantastic, like I can have this year and, and like my business is great. I feel great, you know, well, and it's, and here's what's so funny I go into 2017 thinking I got the world by the tail. Like I really, I, I just thought I had life whipped. <laughs> and, and 2017 brought some things that are so beautiful to my life. I fell in love, which was amazing. Um, my son healed and my cancer checks have gone really well. And I've had a horrible time. Like I just... <laughs> Like it makes no sense, but it makes total sense in the the situation. But I'm finding myself more in like things that people would say, oh, that's fantastic. And I find myself scared to death. And my business, if I'm really honest, there was a period of time in there, uh, four, five, six months worth that if I'm really honest, I would say my business tanked. Like I felt like everything I'd built or everything that had been built the previous year just fell apart. And I went to a, a period of time without creating any clients. I was seriously sitting in the question of, do I want to coach anymore? Like, can I really do this? 
maybe I shouldn't be doing it, you know? And so it's just interesting. So to me, the adversity has been this year when like the table set so beautifully, it shouldn't be adverse, but it has, it has felt much more adverse. My ups and downs have downs have been crazier as you know. And, and so the adversity part, it's like this internal generation is what I'm seeing. And so, I don't know, it just, I, I think it's, it's a fascinating couple of years to look at. Yeah. And, and in hearing you, like you zoomed out a little bit more there um, <clears throat> than perhaps I would originally thinking, because, you know, I'm thinking about a specific couple of months here, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, when I when I look, okay, so when did things start to change? And they tied in with you know, a particular relationship, which um, I was putting a lot of uh, heart energy in, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And uh, before that, I mean, my business um, has been pretty variable and, and bumpy. You know, I've gone from up to that point that, I mean, I'd had like five-figure months um, and then a few months without anything I'd even made you know a six-figure proposal and, and and stuff so my business was was like doing okay it was sustainable um and then you know over a period of like the last year getting involved in a relationship where I was, you know was putting a lot of hard energy in and there was quite a lot of distractions in that I would you know I can see being really honest here what would happen is that I would get to a point in my business where okay I'm good now right I've got like x number of bills covered for x number of time take my foot off the gas of that because I I I had I wanted to put my energy into other other areas of my life um so it it, it looks I can see that even over over a period of a year my business had sort of dived but it dived like it was it, it was in exponential nature really because it was then when that relationship um came to an end and that wasn't really unexpected given what how it had been when you know over the over the previous months that wasn't unexpected but how i felt about that um and like the feelings that were uncovered out of all that were were really unexpected like so i guess coming back to your original point if if there was nothing unexpected in there i might have just carried on regardless perhaps but like um you know (laughs) person i just i just felt really floored by it as you know right like so august and september for me just felt like two of the toughest months of my life i I Mm had in june i had no idea that um i would i would even feel like that i I really had no idea i was like completely floored and um you know going into that into that breakup um had a number of clients ticking over reasonably well, nicely, doing okay. And um, there's a couple paying monthly and three due for renewal. And the two that (laughs) that were paying me monthly just decided they didn't want to continue. And they were for a reason that looked at least unrelated to what was going on with me. And then I had three perhaps that were up for for renewal. Um, At at least two of those had sort of said pretty much, yeah, definitely, we're definitely going to continue. But all three decided not to and that just left me with a couple of clients that you know stayed with me through that but i can see looking back perhaps i i I kind of wonder and this what we'll explore perhaps that perhaps there was something energetically going on there that it just simply wasn't right anyway for me during august september and perhaps very early october um 
to to serve those people to coach to coach those clients and you know it, over the last month as you know things have things have changed drastically it's like the the <laughs> I was laughing with somebody this morning talking to them about shifts. Look, they're just way they're just changes. I can see that I've I've just started to see things change because the situation itself has not changed from you know end of July to now. The situation itself has not changed, but certainly how I looked at it, so what what I think and therefore what I feel and my energy around it that certainly changed. And coming out of it, like okay, so business started getting going again. There's a couple of new clients come along and other people coming along. Um, so like I feel right I'm back I'm ready so uh, and I am very much back very 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 much back very grateful for everything all of the support through that but then I was like I can have a period of reflection which is why I want to have this conversation with you it's like okay then so what happened well you know I think you you stumbled on something there that um, one of my other coach friends suggested to to me back in the summer when I was really still kind of grappling with, with a lot of things. And, and I mean, who knows if this is true or not, but it, it really sort of made sense to me. And, and she was sharing with me knowing that, that as a coach, I coach a lot, people a lot in business, but she knew how heart centered my business was that I, that I don't like, it's like you and I both, we get in there with clients. We, we grow to love them. we, you know, like that's, that's part of our, our journey as coaches. And she just said, gosh, Kim, like you've fallen in love and your heart, you've given most of your heart to this other person, you know, and, and your business needs part of your heart too, you know? And I was like, huh, like I hadn't really thought of it that way, but but I did see where where my heart was just so consumed, you know, with with new love and and that and that it it just took my not only my attention but just my love off my business and it really did something for me when she pointed that out. And again, we don't know if that's true or not, but it really seemed to have truth in it for me. Yeah, and and, and that feels like there's truth in that me also when i when i look at it through that lens of um energy of 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 the heart where am i where am i putting my heart um yeah absolutely and i guess in that context it's 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 only metaphorical of course but in the context perhaps of feeling broken hearted um you know yeah. that mm-hmm. then makes sense that it just it feels at least it feels i mean i don't think it was impossible but it just felt impossible to give that kind of heart energy to others. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think like part of this, and of course we've talked a little bit about this um, in our conversations, but part of I too, I think this sort of reset or whatever's happening, you know, whatever's happened is it's like, I know for myself um, that, that prior to like prior to this year, I was living my emotions in a real middle band. Like it was, nothing was too high, nothing was too low. It was really predictable and I hated it, <laughs> you know, which is why I threw a grenade in my marriage and did some things, you know, cause I was like, no, I want to really live. Like I want to really live. I want to be loved. I want to love just beyond 
what I even have imagined. And, and so I definitely got that in spades this year. Like it's <laughs> like I'm way outside the middle band. I have the highest highs. I know you've experienced too, some of the lowest lows. And I think for us as coaches with heart-centered businesses, we've, we've really, although it looks like we had sort of a constriction or contraction, I think that us being able to really live higher and lower and with resilience is really changing our coaching. Like we're going to be, a, I think, a bigger service to people because we've stepped off the cliff, you know, of human experience and said, okay, we want it all. We want it all. Um, even though it's really uncomfortable at times. Yeah. It's at the outset of this relationship, actually, she had asked me, you know, how do you want to feel really in life? And and the first word that came to me was alive. That was actually what I wanted more. And, 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 and certainly over the last year, I totally relate to what you're saying. I feel like I'd um, initially before that happened, I was going through, you know, slightly blinkered view, if you like. And then everything just really opened up to like outer extremes everywhere. Um, and the highs, the n new levels of hype, I mean, of course, beautiful, amazing, but you know, there was, <laughs> there was extremes in the other direction, of course. And, and that really sucks. And that, that's that really, really sucks. tough and that's really hard, but it looks like, you know, riding those ebbs and flows of life. Um, that's kind of part of the deal. Yeah. Well, and I think for maybe people who are listening, like it might be interesting for us to draw out like how like what was that like to continue to run a practice during those lows you know because I, I the thing that i saw is that there were days where i just i was scared to death about life like it was saying i was just really scared and i would feel like i felt anxiety i'm going to say for the first time in my life and not just here and there. Like I had really crazy anxiety at times. And that was shocking to me. Like I thought I was kind of beyond being able to feel something like that, right? And the funny thing was I never in that whole time that I sort of felt that way, I don't know, it was three, four, five months, um, never once did I cancel on a client, even though like I, I would literally – five minutes before be upset, crying, feel just as low as I've ever felt and think, I don't know if I can do this. And somehow, again, this, this innate resilience that we have, like I would just show up to the conversation. My own head would settle. I'd get in with the person. I'd love the person. And I had some really amazing conversations with my clients during that time. So that always shocked me that, that I would kind of be like, oh, on the roller coaster and then drop in with clients and then they'd leave or I'd, I'd be fit and then I'd go back into my, my thing. But I, I was amazed by that of just the capacity we have to get, you know, taken with something else, get our attention on something else and and just go. So it doesn't like we can, we can coach from there. We can really coach from that place. And I'm not saying coach showing up a total mess. I mean, I didn't ever have that experience, but I probably could. 
and that to me is really f- interesting and a very very key point and i relate to that in that so there was somebody who started working um with me in september around about the time that was like to me probably the lowest point when i you know became aware that there was a, a third party in all of this you know um yeah. so so personally yeah as you know because you were, <laughs> so you were there and you were there supporting me through that um but actually she said to me just a couple of weeks ago when i touched on it and i i mentioned to her about you know august and september being really tough and whatever and she said oh really and so i told her a little bit why she said wow i had no idea <laughs> i had no yeah. idea that was going on yeah, and and it's, it's and, funny and our it's time just... together has been amazing right right and and again you would just think that it wouldn't be possible um but it but it is and so i think maybe people listening um would be encouraged by that or probably could relate to it even um but we can like it just points to our capacity as humans to be able to do and be way more than we think we can. So I want to just play with this a little bit. So let's just say, look, there have been times where um, I've been I've been on a call with you, completely upset, like yeah, crying, broken down, or whatever. Me too. And, <laughs> and fortunately, it wasn't mostly both of us at one time, but every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> one time we were like, oh, right. this, this isn't working out very well yeah right so uh, <laughs> but i'm wondering are you suggesting that okay we just grab the kleenex and get on the call i don't know what i i think what i'm suggesting i'm not saying that i know i'm suggesting that i think beyond the kleenex if we just get a little glimpse that we have peace of mind even when we're emotionally upset it can like that can bring us out of it enough to get interested in something else i, I don't like i guess again i had the kleenex 5 minutes before several appointments like i remember it clearly and and if i thought i if I would have thought at the time, I can't rally enough to to toss the Kleenex away before my client, I probably would have canceled. But I think I'm on to myself enough to really like in a deep level, I knew I knew I could. And it and if I ended up crying in the session, so be it. Like, but yeah, like I I think. I think that we have this amazing capacity to be more than where we are emotionally in just this moment. Yeah, I can. I'm noticing that I'm coming from that kind of how to question. Like, there's something for us to do. You know, mm-hmm. time and time again, we come up against that, and we we see that. And I'm hearing from you, and of course, I've witnessed because yeah, I had calls with those clients. And yeah, never had to cancel one. One of them, it seems, just like had no idea there was anything going on at all. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it just goes to show, well, that is available. 
and I, I listening to you I can see yeah there absolutely were times when if um, my natural loving if I if I can allow my natural loving curiosity to to, to, to come out about the other person mm. that, that I mean that's why I coach right it's not it's yeah. not like I don't have that loving curiosity because I'm a coach I coach because I have that loving curiosity if that makes sense that that's just mm -hmm. innate to me or I'm just very interested in people so um that and that that can show up it does show up it does show up very naturally with people when I when I meet people even even so it's like uh I could meet people even during this time I would meet people that I don't know and I wasn't saying uh hi can I talk to you I want to talk to you about my relationship breakup no no no, no. of course I'd be talking to them and be curious about them and getting to know them I wouldn't be diving into my personal uh, into what I'd got going on personally so that just goes to show that yeah that 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 whilst in those times that life sucks we've 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 got everything available to us in any moment yes. absolutely everything we've got yes. you know we've got the fetal position sobbing available to us but we've also got we've also got at the same in the same moment what's available to us is that loving curiosity and interest in yes. someone else in yes. someone else and i do i do see that i only really suffer at those times when the focus is on me yes <laughs> for sure <laughs> absolutely now the thing that I did find really hard during that period um, that when I go through adversity again, I, I really want to play with this is that. So when I was coaching, I was great, but because my practice had dwindled some, like, I don't know if I was down to maybe six clients and usually I, I like to have about twice that many. So it left a lot of time during the day for me to sort of get in my head about, God knows what. And, and so I do feel like that that time of adversity, I really let it affect if I was reaching out to people, the things I would normally do to sort of stir things up. Um, it really affected that. It affected how much I was just connecting with people outside of my, you know, my friends, family and practice. And, and if, the next time I go through a period of adversity, my, my son has a big surgery coming up in just a few weeks. And so that's going to sort of take me out of the normal flow of my life. And so what I've got an eye on right now is like, well, I'm interested in my capacity to still reach out to do the things, even though I have a lot of stuff going on. Like, I want to play with that. Mm. Yeah. I guess what I'm wondering there again about there is this difference that we keep coming up about in, in our conversations, Kim, because we've talked about surrender as well recently and realizing yes. that there really, really isn't anything to actually do. <laughs> and uh, I think probably the only doing is just the observing, just the noticing and observing. That's probably all for us to do. Um, yes. Because again, I'm, I'm as I'm listening to you, I'm sort of thinking, yeah, yeah. So what would that mean? What would that mean for me? Would that mean that I have to try and do mm -hmm. something? But that's not what you're saying. It's what I'm really saying is during a period of, ad of adversity, letting come through me what normally wants to come through me, versus letting 
the adversity sort of smother my own natural instincts and abilities. So here's the thing, Kim. All right. So if there's somebody listening to this, they've got real shit going down. Maybe they're listening to this through tears mm. and uh, they've been canceling clients and stuff. What, what, what would you say to that person? Mm, oh, gosh. It's so real. Um, what I would really say to that person is beyond the tears, beyond the the storm that's going on on the surface, like there's just a deeper place to access that, that there's a place that a place in that person that doesn't want to give up, you know, that wants to keep going and wants to keep serving. And, and I think there's, like, I think there's a deeper point here, too, and it's that um, that when we're talking about adversity and we're and even me sort of saying, OK, when my business contracted, when this happened because I didn't do my outreach. Right. You kind of heard me say that there's a point beyond that, like that's me and my mind trying to make sense of the ebb and flow of my life and my business. The deeper point I think is that I made all that up. I made that whole story up. It helps me on some level, but, but it's a, it's conceptual. It's that really there's just an ebb and flow of life that we don't need to make meaning out of. We, we just need to observe it to your point and, and not get too attached to any meaning we're making of it and just live in the ebb and flow. And it is an ebb and flow. It's not all ebb, even when we feel like it is. Kind of like, you know, life is life. And, and how much energy are we putting in to make life something different? Yes. So, you know, if I feel really upset um, or angry, I even had that recently just waking up. I'm like, I'm waking up really <laughs> angry. And um, I've actually ended up full on, you know, chuckling at being angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had that too. I remember like, like just sobbing about my circumstances and real dumb, like, like it doesn't even the sobbing about my story, it makes no sense. But then ended up laughing hysterically at myself because it just all that's happening is we just live in this energy of life. And and I don't know a single person who's gone through all of life and never had a down moment. But somehow we get particularly people on a spiritual path, particularly the people that are listening to, probably to this podcast. We somehow think that we're gonna overcome life at some point and just have all peak experiences. It's just not what's going to happen. Like it's just. And it, it's, I'm sure, you know, there are billions of us who have felt like, you know, the world has ended or coming to an end or the world has collapsed, but it actually 
He really hasn't. I mean, there was a big thing I saw as well in that, and and um, there's a pro- I probably wouldn't say this to somebody who was, uh, as I described, who was asking us that because um, it might not be the right. It might not be the right thing to say. Just being with that person, and I think that's also what you're saying. You know, what could you say to that person? Well, just be with them in in life with what they have going on. It's like, yeah, of course, of course, this, of course, that feel. You know, you feel pain under under and uh, what's going on because of you know how it looks to you and and what you're thinking about it and what have you and and i don't necessarily want to pull that apart but we can see um when the storm just settles down a little bit we can see that differently and really see what was going on and one of the things that uh dick and Bettiger actually helped me see in a conversation i had with him was i was really suffering with uh ideas it's really just suffering with with ideas and that ideas hadn't turned out how i thought how i expected them to be and so i still catch myself with that and oh yeah that's another idea of mine that it should be this way or somebody should have behaved that way or it could have been this way at some point in the future and that's just that's just another idea of mine and um clearly the universe or the intelligence behind like whatever is going on here life has a different idea to mine and and, and i and i kind of know which one is going to come to fruition and, and it's, <laughs> it's 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 not mine usually not usually well and even like I, sometimes we have ideas that are really beautiful about love in particular right or about a relationship and we have And they seem like really good ideas, you know, about how a relationship should be, how it should be to be in love, blah, blah, blah. And, but the minute we take that seriously, even though it's really positive and good, forget it. We're going to suffer in some way. And, and so the, the, the other, the other point I wanted to bring to this around ideas is I can have an idea of, of how my business might be during this period of adversity but it's not necessarily true. Mm. Yeah, it's it absolutely it's again us even having this conversation we're trying to make sense of what's happened. But so like for me I I I was saying so I didn't reach out when all this stuff was happening so now this time I'm going to reach out. Well, I don't know that that has anything to do with the ebb and flow of my business actually. In fact, I could probably argue that it doesn't, given what I've seen over the course of now almost seven years. But we like to think we have a little bit of control. We like to think we, you know, that we have something to do with our success or with our, you know, um, we just want to think we have some control in life. And And these, you know, these these clients I spoke about that, you know, um, one way or another stopped working with me for a period of time. They might have their own. They might be listening to this and just think, "No, no, I have, I have my own." Had different reasons to that because, um, mm-hmm. because you know, nobody had said to me, "Well, I just, I don't think I'm getting what I want anymore," or, you know, your energy's crap. Clearly, you're distracted and whatever. Nobody, nobody had actually said that. So even to me, that's an idea. Even this, mm-hmm. um, that it's an idea that perhaps there's something energetically going on because that makes sense to me. That's my way of making sense of perhaps something that doesn't need to make sense. It just is. It just. Right. Because when we start telling stories about it, 
like when I start telling stories about it, like automatically to me, then I start on a path of like, well, I don't want to do that again. Or I need to do this instead. And my world starts closing. And if we can just sit in the place of noticing what's happening as much as we can not make a story about it, it leave us, it leaves us wide open to possibility. Like, you know, that there's no constriction. The constriction happens when we're living in a story and trying to make sense of what's happening instead of just being with what's happening. Oh, you just helped me to see something else as well. Cause I can see that when things really started to change for me were, at when I was just simply becoming more open, like holding on to stuff much more loosely and just being open to it being different to how I see it and, and starting to go being open to things moving in a different direction to how I would see. Yeah. So just really being open to, um, things turning out differently to any, any idea that I might've had. Yeah. Yeah, it's back to that thing about ideas again, isn't it? Like it just, I mean, we're not ever going to live without ideas because we're idea-making machines, but when we notice that they are our ideas and not truth <laughs> and can relate to them as just a way to play in the world, again, there's just so much more freedom in that then making up the ideas, not seeing we've made it up, and then trying to live into that little prison cell. <laughs> was, there, was there a point for you, do you think, that things had, had started to change? Hmm. Well, I just noticed, for me, kind of like you, my, my worst month was August, and a little bit into September, and but I actually noticed in July, like I, I all of a sudden had some opportunities. Um, and I, I made the best of them and, and it didn't like kind of looking back on it, it kind of doesn't really make sense because I, I wouldn't have thought the tide started turning at that point. Um, but it's one of those things actually to my, to my point I just made is like, Yeah, I can't make sense of it actually. <laughs> you know? Or maybe that's the point. <laughs> How about for you? Well, like I say, I just I think just be really being open to life. I mean, mm. you know, some people say, Oh, of course, there's a grieving process to go through and what have you and you know, you can move around on those five points of grief and whatever and I kind of, well, I can relate to those at any point when I'm f feeling, you know, part of grief, then um, I could say, yeah, well, I'm at this point and I might move back to another point. Um, I guess if I look at, if I look at me now, <laughs> because there are times I feel absolutely on top of the world. And right, right. that is actually, a, it, that's not a conquering feeling. That actually really is an open feeling. I'm like, hey, I'm alive. Bring it on. Bring on life. Like, I really feel that um, 
more so than I have done probably for years because you know there mm. are, there are some real physical um changes as well that have happened in my life. I mean like for me losing like 40 pounds come on 40, yeah. 40, okay 41 pounds okay just yeah, I, I've lost 25 <laughs> so that's not <laughs> insignificant right and so physically <laughs> I feel very different anyway to how yeah. I did much much more alive like 10 years younger so um when I hadn't when I haven't got the emotional crap going on when I'm when I'm not entertaining that I'm like I'm I'm so open to life i catch myself like i'm out i'm walking and i just feel come on bring it on bring it on and you know i could have this idea well perhaps it's that openness that's had clients come to me over the last few weeks and my business start to grow again and start to thrive in some ways is that really because i'm open i don't know that's another idea isn't it that's just another it is idea. it is and the more we dive into our ideas the more we're i think taken out of the flow of life Right. And, and some of these ideas are really good ideas. Like, I love what you just said. And we don't want to get too married to it. I don't it. know if it's true. It's like, I, so I, I can observe the flow. That's like, I can look back and see, well, that's what happened. You know, it's like a, it's like a movie and I can watch it and I can, I can just see what's happened. What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. So I guess if somebody was coming to me under those circumstances, it's like, there isn't anything to do. I guess, um, something you helped me see and still helped me see time and time again uh, we, we talked about this really about resistance or giving ourselves a hard time you know there's things mm -hmm. that i would there's things that i would do that perhaps wouldn't help me in some respects um right and yet and yet you've helped me see that i don't have to even though i know that and i still do it i don't have to give myself a hard time about it you know it's like i've done that thing again kim and it feels really shit you know and and like, yeah okay so what yeah so what <laughs> so what <laughs> you'll do it till you don't yeah yeah exactly no that it's it's there is this natural flow this natural ebb and flow of life with changes and these twists and these turns and um it's it's so the big i guess that biggest thing for me this is around ideas that it actually should be different to that as is where that I think that probably becomes a perhaps a multiplier to the suffering, but suffering's not avoidable. Right. Right. It's just we're human. We're gonna have peak experiences, we're gonna suffer, we're gonna coast, we're gonna go fast, we're gonna go slow. If we were outside of that system, we wouldn't be alive. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, that sounds like a great place to sort of bring to a close. I want to add one thing to this. Um, I read a post recently on, on Facebook as well, but really, and you know, thank you, Kim, and everybody else who supported me. But the point I want to make on this call, if you're listening to this and you have stuff going on and you're finding life tough, none of us, however it might feel that well, we're alone in it, nobody else can possibly understand. And of course, nobody can experience what you are experiencing. That is your experience totally. But please do reach out. I mean, yes. I've got goosebumps here actually, yes. just thinking about this because people have been absolutely amazing. I mean, really reach out oh. to me, Kim, anybody, any of your friends, colleagues or whatever people will more than willingly give you your time and, and support you and love you yes. through these periods of life, these natural twists and turns of life. Yeah. It's been such a gift to have you during this time. Like it was 
like I've said before, I don't know how I could have made it through without you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you. So that was our special little episode of The Coaching Life. Um, I would love to hear from you. I'm not going to do a summary of this episode. I would love to hear from you if you got something from this or you have anything you would like to ask or indeed explore further. And just to reiterate, as I said at the end of the conversation there, if you do have stuff going on that um, you're finding tough, please do reach out either to Kim or to me or indeed anyone you know in your circle of friends, in your network. People really are always willing to help and um, as Kim said you know she feels she don't know how she could have got through this I'm the same we supported each other even though we were in quite different situations um, and I'm just filled with so much gratitude for all the people that have supported me through you know undoubtedly what what turned out to be one of the toughest times of, of my life very very unexpectedly um, it was very unexpectedly tough and yet um, I'm actually so grateful for where I am now um, I can see there's been so so many benefits from that period of adversity so hope you enjoyed it as I say would love to hear from you and if you continue to enjoy these episodes, I would really appreciate it if you headed on over to iTunes and left a brief review. It's going to take you around about one minute to do that, but it makes a huge difference in helping people find this podcast and getting similar things from it that you have. Okay, got a few more guests lined up um, in the coming weeks to share with you over the next couple of months. So thank you again for listening. I wish you much love and joy.